Hello, and welcome to this episode of Conscious Design. I'm your host, Ian Peterman, and author of the book Conscious Design. And today we have Kathy Skinner, CEO and co-founder of NextGen Port. You're working on making outcare patient experience much better. And it's really good to have you on the show and, and be able to share exactly what you're doing. Thanks, Ian. Good to be here. So stepping back, everybody loves a good origin story. Can you share a little bit about how you got to the genesis of coming up with this company and, and the mission that you have? Yeah, I'd be happy to. So uh, the origin story starts with my own father. Um, the way I describe it, 20 years ago, cancer came to my house. Uh, my dad was diagnosed with a type of cancer called multiple myeloma. And his diagnosis is what made, set me on a course to uh, work in the cancer space. And NextGenPort is actually my third cancer company. Um, because of my dad's cancer diagnosis and how that affected me and my family, um, I ventured into a space called Cancer Exercise Specialist. So um, what that means is I was trained to work with cancer patients doing a research-based exercise protocol and my training also taught me about the cancer diagnosis, chemotherapy, surgery, radi radiation, medication side effects, and um, understanding those consequences of the cancer treatment and the disease led me one day to work with a woman named Stephanie. And while I was doing cancer exercises with Stephanie, uh, she, instead of improving, was actually declining. In other words, she was looking pale, she had low energy, she just didn't look right. And instead of getting stronger through cancer exercise, she was declining. And I could see under her chest that she had a port catheter implanted in her body because she was getting a, a drug that was fighting the cancer. We learned later after she went to the doctor that the um, drug that she was on to beat her cancer was actually damaging her heart. And that's why she was looking terrible. And I was mm -hmm. so frustrated and she was so frustrated that, um, how could we not know sooner that her heart was declining, that her blood counts were off and that it was actually taking right. her down a worse path. And so from my dad's journey to being a cancer exercise specialist to working with Stephanie, that's where the idea of taking a port catheter that's in the body, putting sensors on it to make it smart, to detect earlier signs of um, adverse events really came together. Right. Well, yeah, that would be that would be very disappointing if 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 the treatment is supposed to take care of you and take right. care of something terrible is actually causing causing problems. And Absolutely. I I feel like it's a no brainer. Like you you stumbled on a no brainer though. If if you're already putting something there, why not why not put some smart sensors on there to be able to tell you what's actually going on rather than like her like definitely waiting and seeing oh if you don't look good weeks later we'll we'll check it out and see if something's going on um, exactly exactly yeah so I, that's kudos to you finding finding this and and uh jumping on it i'm surprised <laughs> that nobody had that ever thought of it before but some sometimes that's how ideas come about it's it's really simple <laughs> to, to just think about it now you your website, you guys talk about remote monitoring. So in addition to obviously being smart, it sounds like you're able to actually allow this remote monitoring, meaning you don't have to be in person. You don't have to take your, your you and your device 
into a hospital in order to get checked out. Uh, can you talk a little bit about the benefits of that and what what you're seeing as far as being able to do remote on that and, and how that's impacting? And we talked about, you know, you have to drive in for perhaps hours to get checked in. And now you're able to help alleviate some of that extra stress, which you don't want extra stress when you're on chemo. You know, <laughs> that's never, never right. a good thing to pile on. Right, exactly, exactly. You're hitting on um, our key component in terms of how we serve patients. So remote patient monitoring uh, has really taken off because of COVID and, and right. cancer treatment's been delayed or cancer patients are reluctant to go into the hospital. And frankly, patients with all kinds of diseases and conditions are reluctant to go into the hospital and so or to clinic and so physicians and healthcare and insurance companies are looking desperately for ways to monitor patients remotely in their homes right so the idea of taking next gen port it's a combination company so in one hand we're a medical device hardware that's implanted in the body on the other hand, we're a software company because the data generated from the port has to flow out to the cloud to be analyzed and then reported to patients and physicians so they can take action. So this notion mm -hmm. of remote patient monitoring is beneficial for the patient because like you said, right now a patient has to drive all the way into clinic and get their blood counts tested. If their blood counts are off, they get sent home without treatment. So it's oh, really? frustrating for the patient. If their blood counts are off, they're not eligible for chemo. So they get sent home. And um, it's frustrating for the physician and the nurses and the hospital system because there's nobody sitting in the infusion chair. There's nobody meeting with the nurse, nobody meeting with the doctor. So it actually has diminished clinical efficiency. So right. if you think about what NextGen Port could do by we're monitoring patients remotely, uh, a patient like Stephanie could see that her blood counts are not trending in the right direction to get be eligible for chemo. So a physician can take action. They can schedule a blood transfusion. They could add growth factor. They could reschedule Stephanie's appointment. And so there's a planfulness that is attached to knowing what's going on on a biological level. And then the chemo chair can be filled. The nurse can have the meeting. The doctor can talk to the patient. And so the clinical efficiency, not to mention the fact that research shows a four-week delay in treatment creates a 10% higher risk of death for the patient, with subsequent delays pushing that risk even higher. Right. So you're, you're allowing, instead of them coming in for an assumed treatment that may or may not be able to happen, they're able to go, no, you, you can't do chemo. You need to come in to do x you need to come in and do something else in order to help your blood levels so that you can then get your treatment and not right. not have this massive delay Correct. well that's yeah as a as a patient that would be nice to not that seems rather uh random right if you're hope if you're just hoping <laughs> that you can have a treatment especially if you're driving for hours so that's kind of a right. and think about the fact that as a cancer patient progresses their ability to recover their blood levels decreases. And the other piece of the puzzle that we see early trends for is signs of infection. So the blood counts are off or okay. the neutrophils are off. And then we can see, we're not diagnosing, but we're showing trends and signs for infection that 
having a port catheter with optical sensors that count blood cells also on our port are body temperature and heart rate. And so you combine those data points. Mm. A physician has a data package by which they can make an informed decision that shows uh, how they can most effect effectively provide patient-centric care. Guys, you're, you're able to provide a more of a suite of data that allows more better decision-making from a doctor's standpoint than just, oh, you're, you know, red blood cells are down and that, and that's it, right? That's a, that's, you know, useful, but not, not a package set of data to, to really cater. Are, are you looking at, because chemo treatment can take a while, right? It's not, not just a couple week long thing. So are you looking at longer term kind of data? Are you, is that the goal is to be able to start creating these, I'd say profiles to be able to help with, with this? Is that kind of where the, the software side of things is able to go? Well, the, already the, the design is already in place that chemo ports can be in the body for up to two years. Oh, wow. So it's already a longitudinal study. The other thing that I just think is going to be so valuable is imagine having a port implanted in your body that can get a baseline of where you're at before chemo starts to, you know, do a number on your body. So having this baseline to start mm. before the impact um, and frankly, the damage of chemo right. occurs on the biological systems within the body. So you'd be able to, as part of a pre-treatment, get the implant, create a baseline, and then even better know are you handling are you handling chemo well is this still is this still a good option right now like what's how is that working and then i mean two years is long that seems long much longer than a chemo treatment might be so is the goal then to have kind of this pre-treatment and post to just make sure that everything's going well still after is that kind of the the two-year mark is that is that the driving factor or is so there's a couple things going on. Um, one, let's say it's a cancer patient who's been diagnosed with cancer for the first time. Uh, he or she uh, could be on a chemo regimen that could take anywhere from six to 12 months. And so then the chemo port would be needed for that time lot allotment. And then some physicians have a philosophy that they want to keep the port in for an additional year in case the cancer comes back within the next 12 months. Some physicians and some patients feel after that first um, course of treatment that the chemo port can come out and if cancer should reoccur then another port would be implanted. So it, it, it varies by physician and it also varies by patient and sadly uh, a breast cancer diagnosis in me would look different than the same exact breast cancer diagnosis in another woman because everyone's biology is different and I think of one breast cancer patient that I did cancer exercise with, and she was a young woman. She was in her forties and um, she went on a chemo regimen and everyone thought, you know, she's young, she's healthy. She has a great shot. She turned out to be allergic to chemotherapy and it landed her in the hospital. And I was like, wow, what if we had had a smart port in her? I mean, we would have known really soon that she had an adverse event 
Um, right. There's just other ways that monitoring patients remotely could be a benefit because each cancer diagnosis is so unique. Right. Yeah. We're our bodies are also so unique. I mean, we're all we're all the same, but we're all also very different to to what you're saying. Right. Same. The same cancer will show up differently and require a different treatment that's customized so that that this port would allow that additional layer of making sure that you're customizing it and you're reacting you're reacting properly to it um one of our use cases is actually and it's in a patent that we have submitted is the utilization of the smart port for cancer research so imagine a patient who volunteers to be on a drug trial, having a smart port implanted, then, mm. then we could monitor their physiological changes over time in relation to this new intervention. And for um, remote, excuse me, virtual clinical trials have become very prominent now, as well as thinking about if you had someone with an implanted port, they could be several hours away from the hospital and still engage in the clinical trial. So all of a sudden the patient pool for research grows because you can have mm. people at a greater distance from clinic and still get the biological measures on this new drug that's being tried. Hey, it's Ian here. So glad you're enjoying this episode of Conscious Design. If you want the full scoop on Conscious Design, what it is, how we do it, how you can do it, then check out our book. We wrote it so creative entrepreneurs like you can code social and environmental responsibility right into your brand's DNA. You can download the first chapter for free. Link is in the description. Enjoy the rest of the episode. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share. I bet that would also help with with diversifying the pool yes. that you can get because it means that you don't have to you don't have to have whatever and daily transportation to even show up into you know drive into wherever the study is being conducted you could be you could decide that you only want to try it on people who don't live in a city and have everybody you know get an implant once and get it removed once and then it's that's it <laughs> which is way way easier well yeah. that would be that would be definitely very beneficial in uh, diversifying the studies that are done and being allowed, you know, getting more people that don't normally have access. You can probably make it easier. I would imagine it would make it a little bit cheaper too and be able to manage not having to run, phys physically have people in a, in a facility just to do a study if you're able to go about your daily business as usual and not even, and not, have a special check-in blood draw to to check things out mm -hmm. yep well that was awesome that was an awesome <laughs> use for this where where else are you are this this seems very it really applies across a broad range of of things even though it's at the same time very very specialized is there anything else that this technology that you guys are looking at uh implementing it for or people have interest in using it absolutely so um, we're starting with cancer because that's my area of expertise our um roseanne our chief operations officer has 25 years of um, medical device experience specifically in oncology and our director of r d muhammad has 
experience also in cardiac and cancer. So as a team, we're starting there because that's our area of strength. Um, the reality is the sensors that we're putting in the catheter of the port can be applied to other disease states where a catheter is in the vein of an arm or in a femoral artery or some other um, place in the body so that the sensors mm. can be tracking those blood counts. The other interesting uh, scenario that we've considered uh, based on our time, we, we were at South by Southwest, which is where yep. we met you. And we ran into a gentleman that's working for one of those companies that puts rockets into space. <laughs> and, and he came nice. by our table and, he, and he's like, what are you doing? I was like, we're making a device that you couldn't put in the body of an astronaut to track their biology over time from a distance. And his head kind of went, well, I was like, yes, exactly. Um, Amazing. So I, I just think there's ways that uh, by the time our product comes to market, which could take four years because it is a medical device, a 510K de novo. And if you're in the FDA world, you'll understand what that means. Um, right. Because it'll take a few years to get to market, by that time, the uh, ethics and the social comfort of having a device implanted in our bodies that's gathering data on us will be acceptable. So I think the timing of what we're bringing to market is going to work well, because right now everyone's cool with sending someone home that's attached to them or stuck on them or they can wear it, which has levels of limitations and nuisance. Um, right. <laughs> so this is something that would be in the body and it's actually been planted in the body for decades. We're right. it, leveraging it in a new way for data collection and uh, tracking. So uh, by the time it comes to market, it, uh, there's going to be, I think, a certain level of comfort and acceptance to leveraging something that's implanted that's collecting data on physiology. Right. So you're, you're looking at broadening into maybe not, not people that are having a life-threatening condition, right? And cancer is not good, but actually looking towards more of preventative or monitoring of you know specialized you know like astronauts or yeah who knows maybe maybe some f1 drivers might want to have this and for any, any yeah. of those high endurance things where you're where you do need to be monitored very closely and being able to have something like this is implanted now would that because part of what you're doing is it's a port right is that an, an area you see like dialysis or other applications where something like this would be able to help with people who have to have something constantly, you know, put it put put in them or or something like that? Is that is that a space that's relative? Is that that's okay? Yeah. So one area of uh, dialysis, and I'm not an expert in this area, so it's just one one way that we've been told our device would be beneficial is the optical sensors in the catheter. Imagine they were in a fistula for someone who is um, every three every other day is going for dialysis. Well, part of the fistula flaw is that it starts to clog and the blood circulates less and less efficiently, and so. Um, they actually have to have an adverse event to realize that needs to be flushed or cleaned or um, fixed. And so our device would be able to monitor the blood flow and start to track trends to uh, less efficient flow. 
And so it can be proactive. Again, it's, it's getting ahead of anything before it gets really, really bad um, right. to uh, let someone in who's going through dialysis and let the provider know that care needs to be taken and sooner rather than later. And, and even when it comes to cancer or diabetes or some of the chronic conditions to be managed, we're not saying that we're going to be 100% keeping people out of hospitals. But as we work with our physician at Mayo Clinic, um, the notion that we can decrease stays in the hospital is incredibly valuable, which means if we someone might be trending in the wrong direction, yes, they still need to be admitted, but if they get admitted sooner rather than later, it's shorter stays in the hospital for them. And uh, that would be of a huge return on investment and a huge benefit to the medical system. Uh, and of course, the benefit to patients to um, alert them sooner that, yeah, you're not feeling well for a reason because some people right. don't always have that awareness. And right, they're just like, oh, I feel, I feel sluggish today. And yeah, it's like, right. no, you actually need to go in and this is, yes. this is something you need, yes. need to and take so care of. It's cross-validation to perception because some people are really right. in tune with their biology and some are not. And so right. it's, it's just, uh, yes, you're feeling bad for a reason. Yes, you need to take action. Right. Yeah, I'm definitely definitely more person that needs to be told I should go <laughs> than yeah. than than one that's like, oh, I should I should go into something because it's serious. So it's a wee bit of a male trait there. I'm <laughs> just saying. Oh yes, definitely, definitely is. Um, <laughs> maybe maybe just all the guys need one. We'll <laughs> we'll, re we'll reduce some problems. Okay. Um, so that's so that's great. You guys are so really a year long-term roadmap you have quite a few applications for this being able to help help people and monitor and make make people's lives easier um before we before we wrap up is there anything else that you'd like to share I mean, your, your technology is amazing you guys are doing really great i know you're you're doing uh cap raising right now as part of your south by southwest journey was to raise capital um yep. and it's your, your pitch was great i, I did watch okay. it so um impressive impressive what you're doing is there anything else you'd like to share anybody that's listening um yeah yeah i would be remiss uh for all the listeners out there um to not ask if you know of um an investor that's written checks for medical device or an investor who has a heart for the cancer journey, um, that if you have an interest in learning more about our investment opportunity, by all means, feel free to get in touch with me and be happy to share more of our story and more of our business model um, around that uh, fundraising effort. Fantastic. And we'll make sure for everyone listening and watching, uh, in the description, there will be links to everything. So it'll be easy to get a hold of Kathy and Next Gen Pork. So All right. with that, Thanks thank you so much. I really appreciate you taking some time to share this. And I really hope to see this really take off in a few years when the FDA finally says yes <laughs> to, to you guys. I know it takes yeah. forever. I've done, I've worked on yeah. some products and it's it's a journey. Just just the FDA part is a journey. So it is, but we're 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 passionate and we're focused and um when you're fulfilling your mission and doing what you're supposed to be doing on this earth, 
um, there's some serendipity that comes in and raises you up and carries our team along. So really grateful Absolutely. for all of that. Wonderful. Well, thank yeah. you so much. And, thank uh, you.